coming up. See, good leaders will positively influence the attitudes of those who follow him or her and those who don't. This was the case with Joseph. Joseph not only was um, leading Israel, but he was also influencing Egypt. Good leadership bleeds out to other areas, to other people. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series, Evidence of a Leader, where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with part one of the message, In the Absence of a Leader. Matthew 9, 35-38, and Exodus 1, verses uh, 6-11. through I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. Again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Okay, now let's look at Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. New King James Version again. It reads... And Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. Make sure y'all tracking here. I'm going to read that again. And Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He, and he said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply and it, and it happen in the event of a war that they also join our enemies and fight against us. And so, go up, and, and so go up out of the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with burdens, with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramesses. Our topic for today is in the absence of a leader. In the absence of a leader. And we want to ask a question. Uh, Write this down on your outline. In the absence of a leader, what happens? 
what happens. Number one, the condition of the people will worsen. The condition of the people will worsen. Matthew 9, 36 says, and this is speaking of Jesus, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. It's with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus saw the crowds. And in looking at the crowd, he was moved with compassion. So just let's just pause right there for a minute then. When we're talking about the greatest person who's ever lived, and we see him looking out into the masses of people, and it says he was moved with compassion, it ought to make us wonder, okay, why? How was he moved? Fortunately, this passage tells us. It says, because they were weary and scattered. They were weary and scattered. I want to pause there for, for a minute. Uh, I, I was recently in San Francisco on a rainy day. And I was walking to the BART station. And on my way to the BART station, I walked past a person lying on the ground next to a manhole that was steaming. And matter of fact, laying on top of the manhole with an umbrella over their head, their feet out in the rain, just laying on the ground next to the manhole with the umbrella over their head. And I thought, wow. And this is not a scene that you guys haven't seen at some point. It just, it moves you. It just touches you. It's like, wow. So Jesus looked out and he was moved because he said the people were weary and scattered. Let me give you a little more perspective on that. I want to tell you how some other translations translate this verse or the weary and scattered. Um, the New Living Translation says they were confused and helpless. Have you seen it? Have you seen folk weary and scattered, confused and helpless? New Century Version says they were hurting and helpless. Have you seen it? New American Standard and the Amplified says they were dispirited and distressed. Today's Living Bible says they did not know what to do or where to go for help. Have you seen it? The New International Version says they were harassed and helpless. Have you seen it? And the message translation says they were confused and aimless. 
Have you seen it? So Jesus saw all of this and he was moved with compassion. Hey. <laughs> so that's what happens in the absence of a leader and we'll unpack this a little bit later. I want to share, and, and, and no matter of fact, let me say a little bit now. Um, he's, he was moved. They were, he said he saw him. He saw all those characteristics, aimless, did not know what to do, where to go, weary and scattered. He says that was their condition, and it looked like sheep without a shepherd. <laughs> sheep with no leadership. Sheep with no protection, with no protector. Sheep with nobody to feed them and direct them to keep them. And that's what it looked like. That the, the weariness, the confusion, the was because they weren't being led, protected, and guided, cared for. Leadership was absent. Have you seen it? People you know, maybe, in your family, just lacking leadership causes them to get into these conditions. It's one of the things that happens. The condition of the people will worsen. Second thing that we have will happen, write this down. History will be forgotten. History will be forgotten. Exodus 1, 6 through 8 says, and Joseph died. All his brothers and all that generation, a whole generation gone. Now, let, let, me, let, me, let me unpack this a little bit um, um, concerning it, concerning Joseph. So you understand the significance of Joseph dying. This was a big deal. This was a huge deal. Joseph was the mastermind behind uh, strategies and methodologies of success for the nation of Egypt, which brought success for the nation of Israel. He, he was the one that designed the, the things that caused their economy to flourish, to cause life in, in Egypt to flourish. He, he, just to give you an example, when there was a famine in all the land, his, his ideas and his strategy, his wisdom caused the whole world to flock to where they were to, to, to get fed because he had saved up. And he had done some things to, so that they would survive the famine. His famine, the famine even brought his brothers who had left him out, sold him into slavery to come to where he was. They didn't know they was coming to him. They thought he was long gone. But the famine brought out stuff. <laughs> I was talking earlier about how the rain brings the snails out. Right? Stuff you don't. Yeah, famine, famine. <laughs> famine, famine will bring out some stuff, y'all, that, that, that you, you don't want to see, like looting, <laughs> killing, 
Y'all know, y'all seen, they, they do this stuff on the movies. They, they show movies like this. Folks start to act crazy in real life. But Joseph had a solution for this terrible condition, and he was the mastermind behind the prosperity of the nation. So when it says Joseph died, that's, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And his whole generation died. Then it reads on, but the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. So get the picture here. Joseph's strategies got everything as prosperous. Things are booming. But the whole generation died. And then it says in verse 8, now there arose a new king uh, over Egypt who did not know Joseph. <sighs> what, what do you, what, <laughs> just so you can understand this a little bit. And we are experiencing this today. That there are some tremendous historical folks that done some great things in, in the world. And, and I've heard people, you know, say that they can walk up to a younger person and ask them, do you know about, and they say, no, I never heard of them. What is that? How is it this new king didn't know Joseph or know about him or it wasn't his uh, wisdom managing the nation was lost? So what we see here is that without leadership, history will be forgotten. If somebody's not passing it on to the next generation, they're going to say, I don't, I, don't, I don't know nothing about that. And it takes leadership to make sure this stuff gets passed on so that we can maintain the present status of success and prosperity. And so a whole generation... Somebody rose up as king and said, I don't know nothing about Joseph. The one who was the backbone and the foundation of his success. He didn't know where it came from. They, they say in sports world, you know, you better pay homage to the, you know, the ones that laid the foundation for you, you know. <laughs> say that in music. They say that in every, any discipline, you know. But here a king came that didn't know Joseph. History was forgotten. Third thing that can happen in the absence of a leader, write this down, is attitudes of comparison will have a place to grow. Attitudes of comparison will have a place to grow. Look what happened, Exodus 1.9 talking about the king that didn't know Joseph. <laughs> and he said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. <laughs> Y'all see what's happening? See, understand this. Joseph, when he was alive, he had an excellent working relationship with the king at, at his time. They had an understanding. 
because they, they understood that they, you know, it was a win-win. We, if we keep this thing going, it's a win-win. Uh, children of Israel win, Egypt wins. Um, Joseph has implemented his strategies of running the nation. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. He had a working relationship that was working and for the betterment for everybody. That, that was what Joseph had established. So the king of Egypt at that time wasn't looking at the children of Israel as a threat. Right? He wasn't looking at them as uh, an enemy or an op- uh, somebody who's in opposition. It's like, no, we're doing this together. But now this new king that didn't know Joseph, because leadership was missing, and that relationship that, that leadership establishes was not present, he's now looking at the children of Israel in comparison. And he says, oh, they, look, look at them. They more than we are. So when leadership is absent, folks will start comparing. See, me as a pastor here, I have to be mindful of this. This is something I have to manage. I, I got to manage that we don't get into this comparing mindset. <laughs> and we don't start looking at ourselves and comparing ourselves to others. That's a dangerous road to go down, y'all. And we're going to see why um, <laughs> as we keep reading this, you know, talking about the story here. It's a dangerous road to go down that comparing thing uh, for several reasons. One is you are unique. Ain't nobody quite like you. You got to understand that. Ain't nobody like you. And there's no fingerprint like yours. There's no eye print, no voice print like yours. Man. Ain't nobody like you. You are one of a kind. I don't care that you a twin. You still ain't, you and your twin ain't, ain't, ain't identical. Even though they call it identical, you still ain't identical. There's something different about y'all. Voice print, fingerprint. You know, you, you, you know you're a different person. One left-handed, the other one right-handed. You, you know, it's all kind of differences. So you comparing yourself is, is futile. You're unique. Our church is unique. And we said this when we first started. That we, you know, I told you guys, I don't know what we're going to be, but I know we're going to be like nothing you ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I remember I said that. I said that. I said that a long time ago. Over a year ago, I said that. You know, I wasn't quite sure what it was going to look like, but I know it was going to look like something I had never seen. So you, you, we're unique. We don't, don't compare. But here, the king now is comparing himself to the children of Israel. And so when there's no leadership, these types of attitudes can grow. See, good leaders will positively influence the attitudes of those who follow him or her and those who don't. This was the case with Joseph. Joseph not only was um, leading Israel, but he was also influencing Egypt. Good leadership bleeds out into other areas, to other people. Um, Saddleback talks about this. And this is one of the things that we can learn from Saddleback. As big as they are, as successful as um, they are, as their pastor, Rick Warren, wrote a book that has outsold all books that has ever been written except the Bible. <laughs> except the Bible. <laughs> and so he, they're saying to, when they give conferences and everything, they're telling the pastors there, you are unique. Don't try to be like us. 
I was just talking, talking with one of their pastors some weeks ago and telling them, we know we're going to start our one-on-one classes, and I just wanted to make sure I had everything I needed and, and just checking in with him, and we were having this conversation about uniqueness and not comparing. He said, yeah, so they, they give us all this material and stuff and stuff you can use or you can rewrite and you do what you want. He was telling me, yeah, do what you want with it. We're just trying to help you because you guys ain't going to be like us. <laughs> so as, as successful as they are, they don't want anybody to be like them. They understand that you're unique. They don't, they're not, they saying, don't compare yourself to us. We ain't going to compare yourself to y'all. Go out and lead as God has called you to. So this comparison thing is a bad thing to happen. And so I'm, look, I'm always looking to try to not let that seed get into our culture that we don't compare ourselves. Same thing that parents do with their children. They don't want their children comparing themselves to one another. Now you got all this sibling rivalry going over because, you know, mama said you better at this than me, you know. Somehow you, you want to mitigate that, right? So that's the third thing that can happen. The fourth thing that can happen in the absence of a leader is feelings of fear and insecurity will manifest. Feelings of fear and insecurity will manifest. Exodus 1.10, um, here's that king that didn't know Joseph still talking. He's still talking. He says, come, let us deal shrewdly with them lest they multiply, and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. When Joseph was king, the king of Egypt wasn't thinking about fighting, fighting against them. It was a win-win. They was, you know. Now this guy's like, you know, they getting more than us. We got to do something about this. We got to put some boundaries in, on this and put them in check. So now he's afraid of them, and he's getting insecure about his own position in place. So when, when, when there's no leader, the folks will start to feel fear and insecurity. This is real, y'all. Y'all got to understand this. You really got to understand this. In your, in, your, in your regular living, you need to understand that when people start to, 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 to feel, see you as a threat, when they start to see you as a threat, you don't know what they will do or say. That's why wisdom says you need to, you, you need to do some things so that folks don't see you as a threat. You say, well, that ain't right. You know, the way they looking at me is wrong. They shouldn't look at me that way. Yeah, that's true. But that ain't going to change them from talking about you, saying some creating lies and making up lies about you to, to ruin your reputation, to, to, to thwart your career progress. So what would you rather have, your career thwarted or you doing, making some changes in the way that you do things so that they don't see you as a threat? And then you wonder why you're not getting anywhere. It ain't right that you're not getting anywhere. Don't get me wrong. But it's the way it is. It's how people do. That's what happens. That's what people do when they're fearful and insecure. They do some crazy stuff. And so if you can mitigate how they're seeing you, 
then you may be setting yourself up for better success because now they're not working against you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. When the people feel like they have sufficient leadership, they feel safer. They feel like they'll be guarded and protected. And so uh, we have to understand that. And we also have to understand, well, how does this relate to your Christian walk? It relates because you are in spiritual battle. You're in spiritual war. I don't care how good things feel right now. You got to understand that you're in spiritual war. And you need some counselors, some leaders, some folks that can help guide you and look out for you and protect you and give you advice, share their thoughts and all those kinds of things so that you can deal with this war you in better. And there's safety when you feel like you got all the advisors that you need. Thank you for listening.